Our producer, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. Welcome back, everyone. Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning here on 670 The Score. Wrapping up our show for another weekend. My co-host this week is Dr. Nick Verma. He is subbing for Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Nick, the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox and also orthopedic surgeon for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. And it's time now for our Ask the Doctor segment. You can go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com, on our uh, main page. You can look on the right-hand side underneath the picture of Dr. Cole and myself, and you can submit your question on the link right there. So, Dr. Uh, Verma, we've got a couple of questions in our Ask Dr. segment. Are you ready to roll on this? I'm ready to go. All right, here's the first one. This is from uh, Michael saying, uh, Dr. Nick, I am 57 years old. I have a torn rotator cuff. I have been told that a shoulder replacement may be necessary. I'm wondering if you think that SCR, what does that stand for? Superior capsular reconstruction. Will become more mainstream and accepted in the near future. Can you explain further? Yeah, so that's a great question, Stephen. I think we need to take a step back to help really the audience understand uh, what we're talking about here. So the rotator cuff is a group of muscles that surround the shoulder. Muscles become tendons and tendons attach to bone. And that's the way that they create motion, right? So they allow us to elevate our arm or move our arm side to side. And and really the shoulder has a very high degree of range of motion because it's designed to position your hand in space. So you need to get your hand to your nose, to the top of your head, back behind you to your hip pocket. Those are all functions that are allowed because of the shoulder's range of motion. The problem with the rotator cuff is that in chronic situations specifically, the rotator cuff can become uh, such a large tear that it can't be repaired. Or we can repair it, but biologically it will not heal. And in those situations, we have to find a way to substitute for the rotator cuff. Traditionally, we've done that by replacing the shoulder. But when you have a younger individual such as Mike, who's only 57, and they've got good cartilage, it's a pretty big leap of faith to then take out his entire shoulder and put in an artificial joint with metal and plastic. So one of the new techniques that's now being uh, used is something called a superior capsular reconstruction, an SCR. And really what this does is it allows us to use graft tissue. So we use an allograft. It's actually made of human dermis. It comes from um, the backs of, of uh, donors. And it's a thick piece of collagen that's about three to four millimeters thick. And we use that to, to replace the rotator cuff. So it's kind of kind of like when, you know, when you were younger, your mom would uh, put a patch over your hole in your jeans if it couldn't be stitched together. Sure. It's put, putting a patch over the rotator cuff to allow the ball to stay centered in the socket and to maintain function, elevation, uh, and uh, strength recovery, pain relief. Um, the problem is that it's an evolving technique, and we still are not completely clear about who would benefit most from the technique and more importantly, what are the long-term outcomes? So you take somebody who's 57, you know, optimistically, they've got 30 or 40 years of still needing their shoulder to function well for them. Um, and so I think that uh, as we go forward, uh, we will find kind of that sweet spot about when these SCRs are indicated, who they work best for, and how can we maximize the longevity of the recovery. Wow. Is that the transplant, Doc? Is that, I'm, I'm thinking, is it sewn in, like you said, like a patch? It's sewn in like a patch. Is it really? So we anchor it on both sides of the joint and stitch it down to the bone, and it helps to stabilize the joint to allow for elevation, rotation, strength recovery, functional recovery. Stitch it right onto the bone. Yep. Fascinating stuff. Wow, that's good stuff. All right, Michael, hopefully that uh, answered your question. It was good stuff from Dr. Nick Verma here next to me here in, uh, in studio. Question number two, I am 51 years old, Doc, with severe osteoarthritis and multiple deformities in both knees. I'm currently taking 
Synvix injections, what are those? So Synvisc injections are what we call visco supplementation. And for lack of a better word, they're lubricants. And they're okay. designed to restore joint fluid to help temporarily alleviate symptoms of arthritis. But they seem to be ineffective, this gentleman says. Knee replacements seem to be in my near future. My doctor uses Mako, M-A-K-O, and striker replacements. My doctor said I cannot play racquetball after my replacement. If this is true, Doc, is there a type of replacement that will allow me to play in the future? Great question, Joe, and one that we get all the time in the office. So uh, a couple things, Steve, you already mentioned the uh, synvisc injections. So arthritis is generally in its early stages treated conservatively. That includes things like activity modifications, weight loss, anti-inflammatory medications, icing, and injections, which can include things like cortisone, uh, the synvisc or visco supplementation that we talked about, all the way up to newer treatments, uh, biologics such as PRP or stem cells are now evolving into the use of arthro- arthritis. The problem is that none of these treatments actually prevent or forestall the progression of arthritis. They, they're designed to treat symptoms and they work temporarily. So you get an injection, you get six or eight months of relief, but once the injection wears off, quote unquote, you're left with the arthritic knee. And over time, those injections become less efficacious. So as the arthritis becomes more severe, the injections stop working and you need to have a replacement. When I talk to patients about having a replacement, whether it's any joint, you know, what I tell them is it's it's putting a new ball bearing in their knee, right? So we're replacing a joint with metal and plastic to give them a bearing surface. It's no different than putting a new ball bearing in your, in your Chevy. If you abuse it, if you're drag racing on weekends uh, versus driving 55 in the slow lane, uh, you know, the ball bearing is going to last a week or it's going to last a year, right? And the same things are true with joints. The more you take care of your joints, the longer they're going to last. So <clears throat> I don't think it's true to, to tell somebody they cannot play racquetball. They certainly would be physically able to play racquetball. But I think what they have to do is be smart about choosing activities. So if they're going to play racquetball and they play now six times a week, maybe they play t- twice a week and the other four days they're in the pool or they're on the elliptical or on their bike, something to maintain their aerobic activity but not put stress on the joint. Um, so I think the key here is understanding that moderation is what helps pr- prolong the lifespan of a joint. It's not black and white in that things that you can do and things that you can't do. It's things that are uh, are, are very, um, I don't want to say destructive, but things that put higher stress on the joint and things that place lower stress on the joint. You try to minimize high stress activities and maximize low stress activities. Great stuff. Dr. Nick Verma. Dr. Nick, thanks so much for joining us here uh, as my co-host uh, this week on Sports Medicine Weekly, and you're going to sit in next week for Dr. Cole as well. Looking forward to that. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. That's Dr. Nick Verma from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush Orthopedic Surgeon. We're out of time. Many thanks to our producer, board operator, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. also want to thank David Cole for our business operations as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Nick Verma, I'm Steve Cash, and we'll talk with you again next week for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Up next here on The Score, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next week. Take care.